You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hello and welcome to another episode of How to Talk to Girls. I'm your host, Trip from tripadvice.com, and you're listening to episode number 50. And what better way for episode number 50 to be about the weird things that turn on women, according to science, of course, because I don't give you any BS facts. I tell you the stuff that has been either done by studies of science or things that I have done myself to give you the real stuff. So get ready today for a very interesting episode on episode number 50 of How to Talk to Girls. Now, before we get into that, I have some great announcements for you. What do I got for you? Well, if you leave a review for the podcast, what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to give you a free product. That's right. One of my most important products in terms of talking to girls. It's called Conversation That Gets You Dates. And you're going to get this for free. And all you got to do to get it is email in a screenshot of you writing a review on iTunes. Okay, so go on iTunes, write a review, take a screenshot of it, and then what we'll do is we'll give you access to conversation that gets you dates. So how is this going to work? Well, when you email us, what we'll do is we'll send you a little login and password so you can have access to the program, and then you'll be able to watch the program to learn more about how to talk to girls. And that's probably what you want to do because you're listening to this podcast right now. So go ahead and do that. Leave a review. And by the way, don't do it on Stitcher, only on iTunes, even though we are available on Stitcher. And you might be listening to us right now on that. So there you go. More things, more good stuff. If you have any questions that you want answered on the podcast, go ahead and call 323-432-0025 because I'm going to answer your questions here on the podcast. Thanks so much for previous uh, listeners sending in their questions. I really uh, I enjoy answering the questions and I give you a lot of props for just having the balls to come out and, and ask your question and, and kind of be vulnerable on here. But I'm telling you, I'm going to give you the best answer. So go ahead and leave a voicemail on the hotline 323-432-0025. How does that sound? Sound good? All right. Fantastic. And if you want another free gift, you should be writing this stuff down because I got so much stuff for you. If you want another free gift, It's a 17-minute video of one of my students doing an approach, talking to two hot girls, and I break it down for you step-by-step on what he's doing to attract these girls on hidden camera. Do you want to see this video? Very simple. All you got to do is go to tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift. Tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift because that's my gift for you, my podcast listener you yes that's right so thanks for listening in and uh and go get all that stuff get all that free stuff it's going to help you so much in terms of your game and in terms of meeting and attracting new girls or girls that you already know so all right cool now let's get into today's episode so what are we talking about today today we're talking about the seven weirdest things that turn women on according to science so where did i find this well i didn't make this up right this is some scientific stuff but this is an article 
that I saw that was very interesting. You know, there's a lot of stupid articles out there, I'll admit. There's a lot of dumb blog posts and just a lot of, I don't know, kind of just nonsense articles or just articles that give you information that you're like, oh, duh, like I already kind of knew that, right? And so I like to go and sift through these articles and find the ones that actually have information that I know a lot of people don't know. And that's this article right here that I found on alternet.org. Okay, so I'm going to leave that link for you in the description so you can check it out for yourself. Uh, but why do I want to do a podcast on it? Well, I want to go through these one by one, talk about them, and uh, just talk about any experience that I might have had with it. Uh, I want to add in anything that might help you out in terms of turning girls on. And it's just kind of entertaining. Some of these things are just kind of crazy, and they're just interesting to know. So I want to discuss them today, and I think you're really going to enjoy it, because I did. And trust me, like like you probably already know, I've been doing this for years, and I read a lot of stuff, and it was just cool to read some of this stuff. I think there's a couple of things on here that I might have heard about before. Um, I honestly don't remember, because I read this like a week ago, and I'm just going to go through it now again, but I just knew that I had to talk about it. So let's go through this stuff, the seven weirdest things that turn women on, and you can learn these things and use them uh, when you're talking to girls, when you're having sex with girls, when you're mating, dating, and relating, okay? According to science, it says here, the subtext, science has stepped in to provide some concrete answers to the age-old question of what women want. And of course, I'm always talking about what women want, so you can learn more about what turns them on and attracts them, so you can have your pick, right? We're all about not settling. We're all about finding the girl for you. So, uh, let's get into it. Number one, everything but a naked male. Okay, so there was a study done by a lady named Meredith Chivers, and basically what she did was she hooked up uh, women and men to a plethysmograph. I think I said that right, Plethys, plethysmograph. Uh, basically what that does is it measures vaginal blood flow and lubrication, so they'll know uh, scientifically if the woman is being turned on. So what she did was she showed these women uh, porn clips. Uh, what kind of porn clips? Um, ones that had sex between men and women, uh, sex between women and women, even sex between men and men. And then uh, uh, she showed him a ripped naked man walking along a beach. And then she even showed uh, bonobos, uh, which are um, apes, basically, uh, mating. Okay, so she showed all this stuff to these women. And basically... The women, both straight and lesbian, were turned on by all of it, okay, including the apes. There's one thing, though, which is very interesting. There's one thing that didn't turn the woman on, okay, out of those. So again, I'll say what they were. It was sex between men and women, women and women, men and men, a ripped naked man walking along a beach, and then a pair of apes mating. And here's the crazy part. They didn't get turned on by the muscled naked man. Isn't that interesting? Okay, so all the different sexual stuff turned them on. Now, of course, when a naked woman was on screen, that, in, that incredibly turned on the men, okay? So, and it, again, it didn't really turn them on, obviously, when there was men on screen, because uh, this was for straight men. Uh, but she also did another experiment with gay men, and of course, they were turned on by, you know, male groups. Um, but the crazy thing about it is that they weren't turned on by this naked man walking along the beach. Isn't that interesting? I just find that so interesting that, you know, 
men's bodies, while they do turn on women, it doesn't turn on women as much as a naked woman will turn on a man. Now, here is uh, one thing, though, that has to go with that, is that when women were shown a naked man who had an erection, they were turned on more than a man with a flaccid penis. Okay, so basically, what you have to know is it's not so much about your body that's turning them on, it's more about you being erect. Okay, and of course, I'm sure there's multiple reasons for that. One, it's going to turn a woman on to know that you're turned on, right? Same thing with you. I'm sure that you're going to get turned on when you turn on a woman, right? Same idea. But also, an erect penis is going to be highly arousing to a woman because, um, I mean, that's the same thing as basically showing that the guy is ready for sex and um, that's naturally just going to turn her on, right? So think about that. Think about how you can use that in the bedroom, okay? Next time you're getting naked, make sure you have a boner, all right? And on top of that, um, don't worry so much about about your body in terms of turning on a woman. Of course, you want to work out and you want to have a really healthy body and you want to look as good as possible. So this isn't saying like, oh, you don't have to be a muscled man. But at the same time, it's, just, it's interesting to know that that's not the thing that really is turning on a woman, okay? It's more the sexual act itself. So that's number one. Let's go into number two in terms of the seven weirdest things turned that turn on women. Okay, this one is interesting. I love how specific it is. You ready for this one? 10-day-old beards. There was a study that was published in Evolution and Human Behavior that found that straight women are more attracted to men with beards, but specifically 10-day stubble, okay? And it says full beards as well, all right? And of course, I mean, we can... We can figure that out on our own, of course. There is, um, that's a sign of testosterone, right? So that's a sign of testosterone to be having hair on your face. One of the reasons why women don't have hair on their face is because they don't have a lot of testosterone. They have more estrogen. And that's what we're attracted to as men. We're attracted more to women who have higher estrogen. And uh, just a little food for thought here. Uh, some of the signs of a woman having estrogen are big breasts, small feet, uh, a high-pitched voice. So this isn't the stuff that's coming from the study. This is just other stuff that I've researched. Um, but that's kind of what we're looking for. We're looking for women with signs of estrogen, and women are looking for signs of testosterone in a man. So that's the whole idea, idea behind 10-day-old beards, okay? Now, at the same time, it says, here, while men gave higher ratings for the clean-shaven look, women rated clean-shaven faces as the least attractive. Okay, isn't that interesting? The least attractive, okay? But it says here, no photos were shown of men with the upturned mustaches of Victorian-era oil barons, so we can't be totally sure the smooth face is losing this war. Researchers also found that women perceived full-bearded men to be better and more protective fathers. Okay, and again, that's the same thing we're saying here, is that when you have that, that stubble, right, that, that masculine look, of course, they're going to assume that you're going to be um, more protective and more manly so that you can, you can do that, so you can raise the family, so you can be there to protect the family and, uh, and all the things that go with it. So there you go, number two, 10-day-old beards. Think about that. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this for, for you. Um, if you can't really grow a beard, so if like there's people out there who have kind of uh, patchy um, you know, stubble, like it comes in maybe a little bit on the chin, 
maybe a little bit on the cheek, a little bit on the neck, but doesn't come in full. I'll tell you, it's for that person out there, it's probably better for you to be a little bit more clean shaven. That's going to help a lot because when you can't grow in a full beard, it just looks a little funny and I don't think it looks as good. So keep that in mind for you out there who have trouble growing the uh, the full beards, okay? All right, cool. Let's go to number three. This one, <laughs> this is so weird. And I don't know what to tell you here. This is not something that you can really hack into um, unless you want to be a complete liar. But the names that are most attractive happen to be James, Jack, and Ryan. Okay, so congratulations to you. I'll give you a little round of applause there if your name is James, Jack, and Ryan. Um, Because there was a study done called the Name Experiment. And what happened is they surveyed more than 6,000 people to find out what the most attractive names were okay and here's the order ryan was the most attractive james shortly followed and then jack third interesting interesting stuff here uh here's the least attractive names i hope uh you out there you don't have this and again don't worry by the way this is like not the biggest deal this is more funny than anything i told you there's some entertaining ones in here uh, the least attractive names were peter thomas and george and uh, don't worry if that's your name. It really, it's, it doesn't matter. There's so many other things that I teach, especially on this podcast, that will blow that stuff out of the water. Um, here's just something interesting for women, and maybe you can think about this. I wonder if this is true for you. Men found the names Sophie, Rachel, and Olivia to be the most attractive, and then Helen, Jane, and Anne to be the least, which is interesting. Sophie's Sophie is sort of attractive. Rachel's sort of attractive. Olivia is sort of attractive. I don't know. Those don't really ring a bell to me. Uh, Helen, I can see that. Helen's not the most attractive name. Jane, Jane's not bad. Anne, eh, Anne's um, maybe not that attractive. But um, but yeah, very interesting. Uh, good to know. Let's go on to number four. Again, don't worry if your name's not James, Jack, or Ryan. Doesn't really matter. Number four. Uh, we're talking about gasoline, leather, and printer ink, okay? So it says here, take this study with a large grain of salt, okay? But a survey by soap company DAZ, I don't know, DAZ, never heard of that before, involving uh, 2,000 participants, determined that British women are turned on by the smell of leather, gasoline, paint, and printer ink, while men are turned on by the scent of lipstick, baby lotion, or a roast, <laughs> or a roast dinner. I thought that's really funny, too. We get turned on by by uh, the smell of food here. Um, so this is interesting. This is one I don't think you're going to want to use. I don't think I would, well, unless you want to, like, buy a leather jacket, that could work. But don't, uh, don't dab yourself with gasoline as cologne. Uh, don't put paint on yourself, and don't put printer ink on yourself. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you want to put on a leather jacket come fresh from getting gas, and then take a girl on a date and go painting. Uh, Maybe that will turn her on a bunch. But um, just something interesting to think about. And it says here, researchers were just trying to get women high in a really ineffective manner. Here's some, here, inhale some gasoline. It's for science, which is a joke. Um, Okay, cool. So that's number four. Let's go into number five. Number five here is not penile thrusting. They basically did a study in 1984 on the erotic sensitivity of the vagina. And what they did was they manually stimulated 
the vaginal walls of, uh, of about 48 women and found that most did not have an orgasm. And uh, I guess this is basically saying that um, penile thrusting is not as effective as maybe other things. Uh, they don't really go too much into it here in the article, but my guess is it's not just about thrusting and tapping the vaginal walls. There's more to it. Uh, the clitoris probably has to be stimulated. Um, I'm guessing that there has to be some sort of connection on some level with the guy that they're with. Um, so, I mean, basically, this is just saying, like, you know, if you want to turn on a woman, don't just jump her bones and put your penis inside of her and start humping away, right? There's a lot more to it if you really want to turn on a woman, okay? Now, on the other hand, of course, there are some women out there who do get turned on by just, you know, you thrusting your penis inside of her. Um, but you have to remember that, it, again, there's just, there's more to it. Um, then there's more areas of a woman's body to turn her on. So keep that in mind the next time you're having sexual relations with a woman, okay? All right, cool. Let's go on to number six here. This is interesting. Good and plenty candy. Okay, good and plenty candy. So it says here that according to a study from the smell and taste treatment in Chicago, that men should step away from the Axe body spray immediately because it actually repels women. Okay, so what they did was they tested out different colognes and scents on women uh, using that same photoplethysmograph, uh, uh, okay, to, uh, to, to figure out the vaginal blood flow to see if the woman's getting turned on. Again, this is very scientific here. Okay, they did um, 10 different aromas, and what they ended up finding was that a mixture of cucumber and good and plenty candy. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. If you're listening to this and you're not in America, pretty sure that's an American candy. Good and plenty candy is the thing that turned them on the most. What turned them off was cologne, the scent of cherry, and charcoal barbecue meat, um, which is very interesting. Well, I guess that makes sense, right? Um, here's the thing, though. I, I, I understand this. This is a scientific study saying that cologne turned them off the most, but it's all relative, okay? If you get a good cologne that really works, a woman is going to get turned on, okay? So definitely wear cologne. Just don't overdo it. I think the best way to use cologne is use like a very light amount of spray on your neck or your wrists or wherever on your body and then let your pheromones kind of take over too. So that mixture is going to help a lot because cologne can turn on a woman. Um, but I guess in this case, they're just saying that good and plenty candy compared to cologne seems to be the winner. All right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Go on a date and get your, get your woman some good and plenty candy. Maybe she'll uh, get turned on a little bit. All right. Let's go to number seven here. Number seven. Very interesting. This one is called tooth brushing. And again, this one, I don't know if you can really take away much from this, but I thought it was very interesting. I wanted to share it with you, like I said. So I guess basically uh, they did a study on a 41-year-old Taiwanese woman who experienced orgasm once or twice a week from brushing her teeth, okay? So they figured out um, that that toothbrushing motion on her gums, uh, basically, it turned her on. She had a highly specific somatosensory sensory stimulus of toothbrushing, okay? And uh, this just goes to show you, by the way, I think that the, the big takeaway and this idea that a woman can get turned on by a toothbrush is the fact that every woman is really different, 
Okay, every woman is really different. Every woman likes something new. Of course, if you if you touch her skin, which is her largest sexual organ, or if you touch her clitoris, or if you um, touch the inside of her vagina, right, all the kind of main parts, yes, you're going to turn a woman on for sure. Most women will be turned on by that. But if you just, if you get to know the person that you're dating or sleeping with or whoever, everyone's going to be turned on by different stuff. So I think the lesson here is find out, ask them, talk to them, have a conversation with the person to find out what they're interested in. I bet you, you are interested in something uh, different sexually than maybe other guys. Okay. And of course, eh, you probably don't know about it because you don't talk to your friends about it. But either way, everyone has different types of turn-ons and it's important that you know. Okay. Because once you know, you can get a girl addicted to you because you can really, um, you know, turn her on whenever you want. And she knows that you know how to do it and she loves it. So I think that's my takeaway really from number seven here is toothbrushing. You never know. Okay. Cool. So that's it. I want to know what you thought about this. Leave a review. Leave a review. We're talking about the seven weirdest things that turn women on. Okay. And if you leave a review, like I said, we will send you access to conversation that gets you dates, my program that teaches you how to talk to girls. Okay. So go ahead and do that. Don't forget to call in if you have a question, 323-432-0025 and get your free gift at tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift. Okay. Go ahead and get that right now so you can learn how to approach women during the day and how to do it successfully from beginning to end okay all right you've been listening to how to talk to girls hope you enjoyed this episode you learned a lot of things about how to turn women on we're on episode number 50 i can't wait till number 100 we're putting out episodes every single week so you can learn how to turn women on and like i said how to talk to girls i'll see you next time Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.